everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Nextstar Podcast, What's Your Story? I'm your host, Freddie Gaddy, and I've been part of Nextstar since I was like <laughs> three years old, and I just have been there ever since. And for those who don't know, Nextstar, the Nextstar Arts Program is a nonprofit initiative to help develop valuable leadership skills that intentionally promote acceptance, appreci- appreciation, and engagement with diverse cultures per- through the performing and visual arts. To that end, we here at Nextstar just have decided to ask the really important question, what's your story? And different cultures from around the world have expressed themselves through storytelling for as long as the cultures haven't even existed, but stories don't have to be made up. And every person around the world, we believe that has, has a story to tell. So we want to hear all of them. But before we get into that, we want to talk about our food tour. Um, the food tour, I got to say, has been going really well. Um, last week, most recently, we went to this restaurant called the Mantu which is an Afghanistan uh, Afghanistani restaurant and it was absolutely amazing i got to say the food was delicious i'm so and- jealous freddie cuz I, <laughs> I i was still teaching uh so i wasn't able to go unfortunately um but uh how uh, how was the food what did you eat what was what so did you order we had 3 um special i guess appetizers that came out um our first one were were potato skins and potato skins if you you probably might think potato skins i'm not really sure but trust me i'm not even sure what the chefs add but it is absolutely delicious it's soft they have this special sauce that Mm. was the first one it was amazing um our second one is called the Nagris Kebab. And you, kebab, you're thinking of like a stick with meat and something else on it. But the Nagris Kebab was basically a deep fried, hard boiled egg. Ooh. And with this sauce on it. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, this Mantu. Uh, this is actually the name of the restaurant. It means me and you. And I, they're actually these Mantu dumplings that are rolled up in the shape of a flower petal. And it is, it's delicious, but B, they have, there's a really important story behind it. So if you guys ever take the time, just please go online and just please sign up your kids for the food tour. Absolutely. And we're going to talk more about that towards the end. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you've, if you've had any of these foods or any food from Afghanistan, yeah. uh, please feel free in the, in the comments uh you know, if you're watching this on YouTube or on social media, uh, to comment any food that you've had, any suggestions for recipes, we, we are always looking for stuff. Yeah, it's uh, really awesome, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, yeah, go ahead, Freddie, to keep keep, being, right. uh, keep it moving, yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so today we are having a part two with Miss Marilyn Markham, which is the board president of, for us here at Next Star. So, Hi, Miss Marilyn. How are you doing today? Hello. Hey, Hi. welcome back. Thanks. How are you guys doing? Doing wonderful. Good. 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 Yeah. Happy to, really happy to have you back. Happy to be back, too. <laughs> you made so, me hungry with all your food talk. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I have a feeling that's just beginning. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Freddie. 
All right. So last week, Ms. Marilyn, we were talking about how you have traveled all around the world and how that made you into you. You also talk, told us a little bit of the story of The Life of Pi and saying that how that was one of your favorite movies. And it is an, an amazing movie by far. Uh, one of my top favorites. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we were just talking about the importance of food uh, to culture and culture and all that stuff. So what are some of your favorite foods from around the world? And how does that connect you to different cultures? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that, you know, if you look, if you remember Anthony Bourdain, he had this really cool program where he went and traveled the world and the way he connected with people was mostly around let's share a meal together. And you find that that was a really cool way to find and have commonality. Like we're all humans, let's eat this food, but then also discover different taste buds around the world, what they appreciate. So um, I am not a fussy eater at all. I think that as long as it's dead and some level of cooked, sometimes, most of the time, I'm going to be fine, you know? Um, I would say when you first said some of your favorite foods, I thought immediately about tiramisu. Um, I really like tiramisu, but I really don't like coffee. So figure that out. Love the tiramisu. I was taught how to make tiramisu by my Italian housemate when I was living in Spain as a student. And um, and it was the recipe from her grandmother that uses just a wooden spoon in a bowl. And you make everything from scratch, no weird ingredients. And it is the best tiramisu I have ever had. It is satisfying to the soul. I believe and, it. Uh, yeah, it, was, it is the bomb. It doesn't have any whipped cream or anything weird like that. It's just one day I'll have to make it for you guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a sweet tooth. So that's definitely one. Um, another one that is more, I would say, French and from the Alps is Mont d'Or. Uh, mm-hmm. Mont d'Or is a cheese. It, show, it shows up in a wooden box that's round. And all you do is that you take off the top cover, you pierce it with garlic, wrap it in foil while it's still in the bottom part of its box, and you throw it in the oven. And while it cooks, you boil some potatoes, you get some charcuterie, some dried cured meats, um, some pickles, and then you take the cheese and you pour it over the cooked potatoes, mm-hmm. meat, and pickles. And when I tell you this thing, it's <laughs> so good. I'm hungry right now just thinking about it. It's a, it's a dish. Um, usually you have a bit of white wine if you're of age (laughs) Uh, with it. Um, you'd usually serve a big, uh, just green salad on the side and, and it would be like, that's the meal and it's not complicated. Everyone can make it because it's really just putting the really good quality cheese in an oven for it to cook, um, with the garlic. And if there are no kids, you can add a bit of wine in the cheese as well. So yeah, cheese. Cheese I f- is is an interesting one because not all cultures eat cheese. Yes. Uh, right. For example, in Ghana, we don't really eat cheese, right? It's not a thing. But having grown up in Europe, it was big. 
Um, so that was pretty cool. But I'm talking about Ghana. And I think on this one, Freddie and I are either going to agree violently or disagree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, let's get this one out of the way. Everyone has heard or may have heard of jollof rice, which is uh, Ghanaian party rice. And there's a reason it is party rice, because there's a saying that says, uh, a party without jollof is a meeting. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it is delicious, but it is not my favorite. My favorite is kiliwili. Oh, and kiliwili. don't get me started. Oh. Oh. I can't oh. eat it all day long, every day. I would never get sick of it. It is fried Plantain. sweet plantains that are spiced up with ginger and cloves and uh, chili salt. I think that's pretty much it. There are a few other things, secret sauces that people mm. add to it. It's a street food, but it's also a side dish. And uh, it's it's close to what the Latin Americans call maduros, mm. except yeah. that ours is cut much smaller. It's maybe a little riper and definitely has more seasoning to it. So and go to your nearest, like, food mart and get plantains because it'll change your life (laughs) (laughs) i believe it that that sounds amazing uh so this sounds like this is more of a savory uh, a savory dish as opposed to a sweet one is that right or is it it's half and half okay it'll mess with you because it's savory but it's sweet Mm -hmm. but it's spicy Uh, (laughs) what is happening friends (laughs) well that way you don't have to decide what it what it is you're in the mood for you can have all of it yeah exactly what's so crazy to me in in just listening to these foods you talk about these foods is going back to the tiramisu story if you weren't in spain with an italian housemate at that exact time you wouldn't have necessarily had that specifically awesome tiramisu. And I think that that's just so crazy and speaks to the importance of culture because you can order, you know, tiramisu in any restaurant, like any Italian restaurant in America, you can probably order tiramisu or you can buy it pretty much any supermarket, but it's not going to be the same. Like it's not going to have that same level of authenticity. Uh, You know, it's crazy that uh, like you have those experiences as well. And even like just like the seeing both of your faces light up when talking about uh, Ghanaian food uh, also really speaks to that as well. That just the importance of how food can bring people together and how we interact with it uh, yeah. is amazing, um, is, is really crazy. And food is really primal. If you think about it, mm-hmm. you need food to eat. Right. And when you're growing up and you're a child, your parents give you food because they care for you. Right. And and so food probably links you back to some of your earliest memories um, in your life. And it's it's about what food you ate as a family. There's a lot of shared time and valued time that is that happens around food. So I think that's why it's so core to sharing culture. And I'm really, really excited to know that Nextar gets to do these food experiences where they go and eat in restaurants they probably may never have gone to if it wasn't for us. And right. to have these kids discover foods they maybe probably don't eat at home, may never even have heard of before. Yeah, and to have the explanations of what it, where it's coming from, what it means to the owners who put that food specific dish on the menu, and then to taste it for themselves and make it become a memory for them. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's super cool. My 
sister-in-law and her friend once we were all on vacation and uh i was being lazy and slept in but she and her friend woke up and we were in new jersey and she went and found this Colum- this little small very tiny uh colombian restaurant um to try to just get a cup of coffee and they were the only the line was around the block and they were the only oh. non non-colombian people there um, and the people like just speaking to what you were just saying, Marilyn, about the experience for the people making that food, uh, they were so excited to have these these two uh, non non Colombian individuals be interested in wanting their food. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they made a point to look up a good place to find Colombian food, uh, and they they would just start bringing them stuff at their table, like, "Hey, you got to try this. You got to <laughs> try this. You got to try this," and they. Were, they, it, it's one of my bigger like regrets on vacation is that I chose to sleep in instead of having that experience <laughs> because it was just yeah. so, so like she still tells that story all the time. So yeah, because people sometimes are so fixed into like I'm not going to try anything else apart from right. what I'm used to, but it, it just takes like that one step to get outside their comfort zone, and then mm-hmm. there's this whole entirely right. new world, of different I, stuff. I had Burger King. She totally won. Uh, uh, you know, so that, that's the life lesson there for you kiddos. If you, if you, if you sleep in too long, you get Burger King. If you don't sleep in too long, you get awesome Colombian food. You wouldn't find it more. Exactly. So, so Miss Marilyn, I understand that you have an awesome airline food story. I do. I do. So I work in the travel industry and we got to um, go for a meeting with Air Asia in Kuala Lumpur, which is the capital of Malaysia. Um, so first of all, you have to go to Malaysia, beautiful country. Um, on the way to the air, to the office, we were told in the car, oh, don't be afraid. We're going to the old airport of Kuala Lumpur, which has now been shut down. And so we're going to enter through the exit. So first of all, shady, but okay, we're going with the story. We get to this airport and it's like these apocalyptic movies where you have a huge airport, all the terminals, there's nobody, everything is empty. The luggage box, um, the luggage belt has a few empty suitcases sitting on it, but like there's nobody. It's like the rapture happened. Oh my God. And, and they tell us, oh, you see that little entrance over there with the lights that's flickering? That's where you need to go. And I'm <laughs> thinking to myself, okay, you're messing with me because first of all, I'm pretty sure there are zombies somewhere around here. <laughs> <laughs> and you want me to go into the little door that has a flickering light. Okay, fine. We go. <laughs> My colleagues and I were all looking at each other like, you know what? I'll be the first to run. Don't count on me to save your life. But we went. (laughs) We get into this tiny elevator. It takes us upstairs. The door opens. And we enter into the most awesome office Um, space. My heart just like was racing. It turned into a good story. (laughs) So everything is red because that's their company color. But like the floor was bright fire engine red. And everything was glass and there were computers everywhere and people were busy. It was super, super cool. And we get to the meeting room where we're, you know, in our meeting, lunchtime comes and they wheel in an airplane food cart. And they start serving us 
Airplane food. I'm sure everyone's rolling their eyes thinking nobody likes airplane food. <laughs> but this was the absolute best Malay food I have ever eaten. It was super savory, super spicy. It had it packed with flavor and it was small portion. So we all got to taste like two or three different dishes. Delicious. <laughs> So I guess it depends what airlines you fly on, but they knew what they were doing with the food. I wow. mean, <laughs> hold on, a, hold on a second, zombies! I gotta finish my awesome airline food first. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like you I sure you it. want brains? Because I've got this dish here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This <laughs> they is, have some, yeah. you know, some rice. There's peanuts in there. There's a little curry sauce on the side. You sure you want brains? Okay. And is okay. that, so just, is, just this is not even part of it, but this is just a rating. But one star through five star. Seven. Wow. All right. Nice. So good. All right, we and need to go to Malaysia and then go to this creepy airport airport and then eat that food. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm sure you can get it in the streets and any other restaurant, but um yeah, it was it was legit good food. I, I had not expected that. I think it was called Nasi Lemak. Nasi Lemak. Nasi Lemak. I hope I'm not making making saying it wrong, but yeah, that's the dish. And it was such so I've just pulled up like what is in there. It has chili sambal, chicken Ooh. rendang, fried anchovies, crunchy ground nuts, and half a hard boiled egg on white rice. Oh, wow. So it's lots and lots of different flavors and they all complement each other. And your brain is having like a little firework in your mouth. It's amazing. <laughs> that, that does sound really good. It sounds delicious. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Miss Marilyn, for being here and sharing some of your story. And a reminder for the, for the local Richmonders, our sensory writing workshop for teens and preteens. So our next stop is Dahlia's Duceria, which is a Mexican confectionery. So um, we're going to do that tomorrow, June 28th at 12 noon. And we will then be going to Manny Eats, a restaurant that includes modern eating with West African influence. On We're doing that on July 5th at 12 p.m. And please have come, please come have fun with us, and we will go on this food tour, experiencing food and culture from all around the world. And we will learn uh, the culture from the chefs. And Mr. Alex will guide us in documenting our experiences. So please sign up today and reserve your spot, in, or maybe invite a friend. And we highly recommend that our food tour participants join us for the Zoom sessions also. And for more information, uh, just visit us at our website, www.nextstarpac.com. And thank you, Miss Marilyn, for taking the time for telling us that story. And remember that everybody has a story. So what's your story?